0: whatever God wants, let's do that. And then when we do that, we're going to see incredible blessings
1: from God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. This
0: is Jim Scudder, and today we continue in a series on In Grace, The First Belongs to God. And we're talking about the importance of making sure that we are giving to the Lord the way that he wants us to. Giving to me is one of those very tangible ways to express our faith to the Lord. And I'll tell you this, first give to the local church, and then look for ministries that are doing impactful ministries that are good stewards and give to those ministries. Yesterday, we talked about three points. Everything comes from God, real steps of faith bring blessing, and veering off course is dangerous in our series as we've been looking at Joshua chapter 1 and the whole concept of bringing our first and our best to God. Today, we're going to give you two more points that will help us make sure that our priorities are correct. I'm going to start off with some incredible statistics about the craziest things we spend money on here in America. We spend half of a billion dollars on something that you won't believe. So I'll just tease you with that. You'll want to listen to today's message. And uh, also, I want you to know that InGrace has not only this radio program and this podcast. By the way, if you want to find the podcast, just search for InGrace anywhere you find podcasts. We also have a daily devotional. It's free. We can email it to you, or you can go to the U-Version Bible app on your smartphone and there look for Ingrace devotional plans, and we would love to bless you every day with a great start in God's word. Go to Ingraceradio.com. I'm always surprised at how much money as Americans we spend on things. And did you know that we spend one and a half billion dollars on teeth whitening? Not incredible? How about this one? $310 million on Halloween costumes for pets. (laughs) Uh, I'm just reading you the statistics, okay, friends? I won't even ask you how many of you have a Halloween costume for your pet. I will not ask you because I don't want to know. I don't want my head to pop off. Now, this is the biggest waste of money ever. $16 billion annually we spend on chocolate. (laughs) Now you're ready to come at me, aren't you? (laughs) Like, whoa, whoa, Pastor, uh, you're meddling now. I I think this is really funny. Two point three billion on tattoos. Sixty-six million on tattoo removal. I think that's really funny. Girl Scout cookies. Eight hundred million dollars. Eight hundred million dollars. How much on coffee? Now you're really meddling, aren't you? Yeah, $11 billion a year on coffee. Why do I say all that? Is, are these things bad? Not all of these things are bad, okay? But all of these things aren't necessary, right? None of these things are necessary. Your dog doesn't need a Halloween costume. You don't need a Halloween costume, okay? These are not necessary things we spend money on. I'm not saying that's wrong. Here's what I'm trying to say. Think about those things that pull you off course. Maybe let's be a little more careful not to get sucked into this culture that we live in, and then we could, how about this, give that savings to God. Isn't that something that might be a good idea? When you veer off, and all these things in this world can make you veer off, Be careful, be careful. Number four, holding to God's word brings success. Look at Joshua 1.8. This book of the law, the book of the law were the books of Moses. This was what they had at that time. We now have that and everything else, right? We have the full revelation of God. In this church, we are really old-fashioned. We actually believe that this is God's word. You say, well, no, every church believes that. No, actually, they don't. Most churches don't believe that this is God's word or they allegorize a lot of it. We don't. We take literal what's possible and we say this is God's inerrant word, okay? We actually also use an old translation. Uh, This is the oldest uh, English translation, but we still use it. Why are we using the King James? Well, that's a whole nother sermon series. I'll just tell you this. All modern versions are taken from I believe, less reliable sources, okay? It's a big, long study. It's, it's something that you should look into. And if you don't have a King James, don't hide your Bible right now. It's fine. We're not like that. But uh, we, we believe that, that this is the best English translation, and it has stood the test of time. I love the King James. Here's one reason. It's not copyrighted. All these modern versions are copyrighted. Does that tell you a little something? Anyways, We believe the Bible. We believe this is God's word. We believe that we should know this word, that we should not only read it and study it, but also meditate on it. This is what God is telling Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth for when thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. This, is, this has the answers for everything. And if we know it, and we meditate on it, we think about it, and it's, it's literally at the tip of our, our tongue all the time to know what God said, then we'll know how to live. It'll give us direction. It'll help us to continue moving forward for God as he asked us to. This is so valuable. And this is one of the things that separates a church like ours from a lot of churches is we teach the Bible we want to know what did God say. And then we also expect to live it. A lot of people spend a lot of time on things that aren't important, aren't necessary, and they're, they're, they're wasting opportunities. Reminds me of a group of junior high basketball players, and they were outside the gym arguing. And they were arguing about, of all things, who's going to be the captain of the team. And there they are arguing except for one boy. His name was Robert. He quietly took the basketball, left them in the hallway, went into the gym, and started shooting free throws. So for 20 minutes, he's shooting free throws while they're all in the hallway arguing. And then the coach walks up, sees the situation, says, boys, let's come in the gym. We're going to make a decision on who's going to be the captain. Oh, that got them all excited. He said, we're going to shoot free throws. And whoever makes the most free throws out of 10 gets to be the captain. Guess which one won? Robert. Because instead of arguing, he was practicing. I'm telling you, there's a lesson there. There's a lesson there. And what a wise coach. Aren't you glad for wise coaches? We've got some great coaches. People that are, they just love God. Uh, We have uh, coaches in our college, coaches in our Christian school. And man, I'm telling you, let's say they don't know anything about the sport, but they know a lot about character and teamwork and unity. And our coaches do know a lot about the sport, don't they? But I'm so thankful for godly people that will encourage and want to see the best for our young people. And that was a pretty smart thing that that coach did. But that's where a lot of Christians get off. We're wasting our time doing things that aren't important, and we're not accomplishing anything for God. When we should be out there practicing. Malachi 3, 8 warns us, Will a man rob God? Anyone in here brave enough to rob God? <laughs> Yet, you have robbed me. God says. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? God says, in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Again, I'm not saying that we're Israel, but I'm just saying there are principles that apply throughout all dispensations. And one is Giving. Giving. And they weren't doing that. They weren't bringing their tithes into the storehouse. Verse 10, that there may be meat in thine house and prove me now herein, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven. Now, I love that. Opening the windows of heaven. Is that what you want? Is that what you want in your life? That's what I want. Open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. If we'll learn this lesson of giving and not holding back, we're going we're gonna to see that we're, we're going to be the recipients of blessings. That's not why we give. We give because it's right. We give because this is God's anyways. And if he's saying, here, I'm going to give you 10 and you give me back one, we should be like, that's awesome. I'll give you 11 or 12 or 13 or 14%. Whatever God wants, let's do that. And then when we do that, we're going to see incredible blessings from God.
1: Embark on a journey to explore the inspiring story of the Exodus within Grace. Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. This map depicts the route of the Israelites during their escape from Egypt. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map and our brand new video series, Exodus Found, where Jim Scudder Jr. retraces the Exodus in Egypt and Saudi Arabia diving into the red sea to uncover evidence of the miraculous crossing for those giving 250 dollars or more you will get the complete exodus package the map the video series and a beautiful exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous red sea crossing and from now until the end of the year a generous donor will be doubling all gifts to get these limited time exclusive materials call 800 78 grace Or visit InGraceRadio.com. Or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: Now let's look back at Joshua 6. We've gone from Joshua 1, and now we're getting into Joshua 6, is where they're going to conquer Jericho. And then God tells them in verses 18 and 19 to leave the stuff in Jericho. God is saying all of the stuff in Jericho And they're going to have gold, they're going to have silver, they're going to have clothing that's really nice, they're going to have pottery, they're going to have grain. Do you know when they attacked Jericho, it was pre-money? They didn't have coins at that time in world history. So what is a huge jar of grain? That's a commodity that's worth a lot of money. And when they uncovered Jericho, what did they find? They found huge jars full of grain that had been burnt. Now, another interesting thing, and we're standing at the spot, are the storage jars. Mm -hmm. So they excavated dozens of very large pithoi storage jars filled to the top with grain. The grain on the top was burned. Now, that means it's right after harvest because the storage jars are at the top. It means that there was a conflagration and it also means that somebody left that material. How unusual is that for, for an army to leave huge jars full of grain? I, could, I can't overstate how significant that is because an army lit, runs on its tummy, all right? And so that's worth a, a fortune in the ancient world. It, there, there is no coins well, or that's anything. That's it, like there, that. there's no money yet. So, yeah. so that's money. That is a fortune. And so we know, of course, the Bible says that this is Hedem, it's off limits, it's a first fruits offering that's left to God. We'll get into that. And the fact that actually somebody did take something from Jericho, Achan, and Achan learned a lesson about Achan, uh, and that is that uh, you, you need to obey God, right? And Israel learned that lesson, but I, I love when they find archaeologically exactly what the Bible describes. And he said that's unprecedented in archaeology. You never find a city that had been destroyed where they don't plunder it. They always plunder it. They to, to find burnt huge jars full of grain when that's money and that's a commodity, it's incredible proof that the Bible is always right. Okay? But there's more than that. We're talking about this harem, this, this first fruits offering. Israel was coming into the land. This is the first city, and God says, don't take that stuff. The next city, they could. But the gold and silver would go to the treasury of God, and everything else had to be left and destroyed by fire. Why? There's a principle that God is laying forth for them, and I believe for us. The principle is first fruits. The principle that the first belongs to God. This first city had just pulled in the grain harvest. It was in the spring and they had the, the, the wheat harvest in the spring, the winter wheat, and they had full pots. They were ready for a long siege and all of that was there. God says, don't touch it. That's mine. Why? This principle applies to me, I believe, and to you, that I am better off Even though I don't take something that I can have right now, it can help me right now, it's it's right here. But I'm going to say, God, this is yours. I'm better off doing that than I am taking that. Why? Because I believe that God cares about me. He's going to make sure I have everything that I need. Maybe not everything I want, but everything I need. And I trust him enough to say, okay, that's God's. That's God's portion. That's what God wants me to do. And I want to please God because he's done so much for me. I mean, there's no guarantee they're going to conquer the next city and the next city and the next city. There's no guarantee that they're going to have the land. They've got this right here. They could take it and, and, and go, right? They've got this. But this is faith. This is saying, I believe that doing what God says, this act of faith is better off And I I trust that in the future, he's going to have plenty of other uh, cities for me. He's going to have many other things that's going to bless me. And I'm just going to show that I believe him and that I know he cares about me. That's what we're talking about when we say the first belongs to God. The principle here isn't saying, okay, I'm going to gather in all my stuff and now I'm going to take a tenth, and give it to God. The principle is here, give the first to God because there's no guarantee of the rest, is there? But I believe in him, I believe he cares about me, and I trust in him, and I want to show how much I love him by giving the best and the first to God. That's the principle of first fruits. And I hope that we can get that principle, that we can understand it. It's hard to understand at first, But let me give you one last story. There was a farmer who came across a brand new seed. And he decided to try it. And he planted it on all his fields. And he had the greatest crop that he had ever had. And he was so excited. And all his neighbors, all the farmers around, were asking him to share some of the grain. Because they also wanted to have a great harvest. But he considered it and he thought, you know what? No, I don't want to share this. I've got a good thing going. So he didn't give them any of the seed. The next year, guess what happened? His crop was far less than the first year. The third year, the crop was dismal. Later on, they found out that because all of the neighbor's farms, the Bees had pollinated with their crops, lowering his crop's yield. If he had given them the seed, he would have continued to reap this incredible harvest. But so often we cannot see into the future. All we can see is what's here right now. This is what I think God wants me to do as the pastor is to convince you to look Way out there. Not just to look at what I have right now, but to say, I believe that God wants the best for me and I am going to give him first and best of my life, of my money, of my time, whatever it is. How would this apply? A lot of people have a lot of other things that happen on a Sunday and they could put sports or just, chilling out, or a hobby, or whatever, in place of God, in place of church. Is that right or is that wrong? Well, I believe that this principle applies to not putting anything else in front of me coming to worship God and to learn of God and to be around other people that are like-minded so we can encourage each other. Now, you're all here. You're not but maybe you would be if you could be. But there's a principle here, and it's saying, I am not going to put anything above God in my life, whether it's church attendance or if it's giving or whatever it is, witnessing. This is the priority of my life because it's right. This is what God says, and I want to please the Lord. Do you believe the first belongs to God? I hope you do. Have you received the greatest gift? See, God is a giver. He made the first step. We're sinners. Our sin separates us from God. We cannot save ourselves. And that's why Jesus came, because we have sin, and Jesus had none, and he became sin on the cross. It says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. God gave the greatest gift in the entire world. If that's all we had, we are so, so rich. We have Jesus. Have you received that gift? How do you receive it? By giving money to the church, by getting water baptized, by taking communion? No. How do we receive it? It says, by faith and believe. How do we receive salvation? How do we receive forgiveness? Believing that Jesus is God who died in my place on a cross and rose again. I believe in him. I trust in him. Not a religion, not a priest, not a pastor, but in the person of Jesus. I trust in him. At that very moment, you become a child of God. And he can never lose you or forsake you. You are safe in the hand of God. So why do we give? Because God wants us to have fruit. God wants us to open up the blessing and share it back with him and not put our flimsy little arms around our silly little whatevers, but to say, God, you gave this to me. I want to give it back to you. That's worship. That's fellowship. That's what God desires. He made the first move. He sent his son to die for you. It is the greatest gift. The Bible actually calls it an unspeakable gift. So let us first receive that gift by faith, and then let us live in light of our salvation. If you still have questions about eternal life, about salvation, please contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. We also are so excited about some great resources that we have here at In Grace that I think will really help you appreciate all that God has done and also, I think, give you a vision on the power of God, and the provision of God, and how he can get you through the most difficult circumstances. We've been featuring on Fridays here on Ingrace Radio and lately on Ingrace Television, a series called Exodus Found, where myself and my brother-in-law, Neil, we went to Egypt, and then I went to Saudi Arabia to explore the route of the Exodus. And it was so exciting to be able to walk in the footsteps that they would have walked. And I want to share this series with you. So I've got three things. Number one, this is absolutely free. You call us, you email us, you go to our website, and you can just have this, okay? It's called the Exodus Found Map and Guide. On this map, it'll show you the route I think they took and also on the back of the map is a guide that shows you all the facts and archaeology and biblical principles on the route and also where Mount Sinai really is. So, this is free. Just get your Exodus found map when you go to our website ingraceradio.com or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. Now, some of you say, hey, I believe in In Grace and I want to support In Grace and you want to give a gift. If your gift is $35 or more, I'll send you the map, but I'm also going to send you the entire Exodus found video series. Four parts, 40 minutes or more per series, and it has everything in it about our incredible quest, including diving in the Red Sea looking for Pharaoh's army. Now, some of you say, hey, I really want to bless in grace. I want more people to hear the gospel. If you're like that and your gift is $250 or more, here's what we're going to send you as well as the map and the video series. We're going to send you a beautiful, large canvas print. It's framed and it is original artwork from here at InGrace of Moses parting the Red Sea. And it's gorgeous. I wish you could see it. So contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. And don't forget, we're in a matching gift campaign. So everything you give to InGrace will be double.
1: Call now for your free Exodus map, 800-78-GRACE. When you give $35 or more, you'll receive the Exodus map in the video series, Exodus Found. For gifts of $250 or more, you will also receive a beautiful, exclusive 16 by 20 canvas print showcasing the miraculous Red Sea Crossing. Also, a generous donor is matching all gifts until the new year. Call 800-78-GRACE. Visit ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, Gain purpose and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.